Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to doubt. When all the birds are singing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. Um, my name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Hello. There he is, Alan. Alan Boone, as I live and breathe. Um, I'm in a podcast kitchen. A podcast kitchen in yeah. uh, Upton, Northampton. Is that Upton? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I never know. I never know. I lived in Northampton. I never really know what the areas of Northampton are. I don't know. I mean, there's Northampton and then yeah. there's Upton. That's the only two that you really need to know. <laughs> like, I don't know where Bellinge is. Oh, you don't want to know where that is, mate. Well, no, obviously That's everybody's the up Eastern there. District. Yeah, I don't know where the east. I mean, obviously, I, I assume it's towards the east part of Northampton. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, this is uh, Love the Graps. This is our podcast where we talk about Northampton um, <laughs> from a distance, uh, remotely and locally. Um, but also, we do talk about wrestling sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like to uh, sometimes watch some wrestling. Like sometimes talk about some wrestling, um, and you know through these turbulent times we've been taking it where we can get it, um, and that sometimes is for the better. Um, some well, it's rarely for the better, um, <laughs> for the worse. Um, but, but that's what we've gathered here to do today. We watch some wrestling, and we're yeah. going to talk about the wrestling. It's almost like like lockdown never happened. <laughs> now before we start I, I did say on the last podcast that i want to know if um ian hepburn uh listener and uh poster on our forum mm. uh, was okay he is okay he got he got in touch with me just been lurking um that's cool i, I think he, he was a bit fed up of um of some of the stuff that was going on the forum on the uh, facebook group so um yeah we've kind of reinstituted a rule today that um, oh, if you're gonna right. post your spam then um, at least like in, engage in other threads as well. So it's not just you coming in and saying, "Oh, I've done this," or you know, "My buddies have, have done this," um, without sort of getting into a chat with us. We like to chat. We love to chat with you. Um, but Ian is okay for yeah. anybody who was asking. And actually, look, genuinely, like I love to see stuff shared on there. But what I really love is for somebody to actually give me a reason to care about it. And yeah. if you just drop a link, I mean, I'm guilty of it with this podcast, to be honest. I just drop the link in there um, more often than not and don't really give you any context. But I feel like I've earned that. Yeah, we're um, to these people. <laughs> I feel like I've earned that. But, like, I don't know. You will be doing yourself a favour by creating some sort of conversation about it because people will get invested and people will care more. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, a, that's just, that's social media 101 right there from yeah. somebody with no success. Um, so, uh, yeah, just, um, just, just be more friendly, make yeah. some friends and the friends will follow you to your creative endeavors. Yeah. And it's always good to start off a podcast telling off your listeners. Um, for uh, imagined not, real transgressions, it's but not it a sometimes it has to be done. 
It's not a telling off. I'm just giving somebody, giving people some tips. I'm doing a telling off. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, if it is putting people off going on the Facebook group, then sort it out. Yeah. Sort it out. I tell you um, what isn't putting people off, Chris. Star ratings. Uh, well we have come here today to talk about the AEW um, pay-per-view which took place on Saturday night in America time um, and was watched by people on our side of the pond either very late Saturday night or Sunday morning um, or some other time Um, (laughs) and yeah I, I did notice that somehow there was a thread about it on, on our Facebook group that had devolved into people giving all the matches scores out of five, which honestly, like the, the reason, because like, so I posted I'm going to ban you all for doing star ratings. Um, but the, the reason I did that was because it was, I was shocked because it's not really <laughs> something that goes on on that Facebook group. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there isn't that like pure, I am going to break this down match by match and give you my rating. Um, you know, it was an outbreak, mate. An outbreak of fever. It was, yeah. Um, yeah. Very, very well done, everybody on there for n- not having any spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Everybody was very well behaved. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we got them well trained, didn't we? Well trained. Yeah. Did I give you a spoiler yesterday? I, I didn't. Uh, I was no. texting you about a the, well, the one match with a spoiler in it. Yeah. Um, and I, I wasn't sure. After I'd done it, I, did, I was like, oh, maybe Alan hasn't watched it yet. No, no, I watched, uh, I watched the first two matches and then I fell asleep. Oh, okay. Um, when I say fell asleep, I've got this, I've, I've got this weird habit um, as I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching stuff, but I'm, I'm virtually snoring, even though oh, my man. eyes are open and I'm still watching it. Great. At that point, the wife just goes, go to bed. So I went to bed for three hours um, and then I got back up. And then when everybody else in the house went to sleep, I watched the rest of the show. But I had already seen um, that. I mean, to be honest, we'll, we'll talk about this um, later, but I, I wouldn't have minded you spoiling that for me. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a spoiler is a spoiler, even if it's well, like I mean, not it a great, um, you know, not a surprise that you particularly appreciate. You, you still want that surprise. Yeah. The dopamine, dopamine hit of any any moderate surprise, the dopamine hit of opening post is so valuable right now. Yeah. If anybody wants to send it. me something in the post, just do it because I well, will open you, that. If you send me three pound fifty by PayPal, I'll send. Uh, you I've bought two of those already. I think I've had. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was watching an episode of Henry Danger yesterday because that's my new thing in lockdown. I watch chil- uh, programs meant for children mm-hmm. um, about a superhero and his sidekick. Henry Danger. Um, and there was an episode of that where the villain was called The Spoiler. Um, and he spoiled the, the season finale of Walking Orange for everybody. Um, and then he was going to turn up at the premiere of Galaxy Wars 9 and ruin that for everybody. Oh my. But, but luckily, um, Henry and Captain Man, that's a superhero, uh, they managed to stop him. Or rather, it really wasn't them. Because the spoiler was kicking Henry's ass while Captain Man was out getting some popcorn. Uh, and it was Henry's little sister, Piper, who's an absolute bitch. Um, she just beat the shit out of the spoiler. Cool, Alan. I'm glad that you're um, 
finding yeah. something. Well, people can people can um, hear all about that on my new podcast, uh, just about Henry Danger. Henry Danger, yeah, yeah. So look for that coming soon. Love the Henry Danger. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, do you want to talk about this wrestling show? Yeah. So, um, AEW had their pay per view Saturday night, double or nothing. Uh, the first anniversary of AEW's first show mm. um, because uh, all all in or all out. I don't. I can't remember what the first one was called. Was it all in? All, all in. Out? All in. All in wasn't an AEW show. Um, it laid the foundations for AEW. It made AEW possible. Um, but the first official AEW show was Double or Nothing, okay. uh, which was last May in Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, where people like to go to gamble their money away, Chris. They do, yeah. It's um, also where the movie Cool World is set. Ah, that's um, a cool Yeah. So, um, yeah, Las Vegas. Las Vegas um, allowing people to put on wrestling shows. Um allowing a moderate amount of audience in the crowd. Were there audience there? Well, this is, this is where I'm going to stop you mm. because this, this betrays your knowledge of the product, Chris, mm. uh, because they weren't in Las Vegas, Nevada this year. Um, they kept the Double or Nothing casino theme, but it was, as all their recent shows have been, from oh, Dayton, well, Jacksonville, Florida. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, the, the owners of AEW, um, the Khans, oh. um, yeah. Sheer Khan from Jungle Book, he's one of them. Yeah. Um, and Amir Khan. AW. Yeah, um, the, the boxer. Um, yeah. And Imran Khan, the mm, cricketer and president of Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> James Khan, he's one of them as well. Yeah. Yeah, they own the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and uh, Daly's Place is, is kind of a, a concept okay. built on the side of that. So the fact they own the building, like they've been doing everything out of there. They yeah. control pretty much everything there. And um, I guess, as you said, only allowing a, a moderate amount of people in. Yeah, and I guess when you're in a garbage state like Florida, like you yeah. can pretty much do whatever you want anyway, can't you? Yeah, I mean, Florida is... I mean, we can't talk. Uh, in this country, we've basically given up. But Florida... I think... Florida had given up before the pandemic. No, I, I think, obviously, we're not handling it well over here. We're certainly not handling it well. But we're also not reopened completely. We're not like, you know, we're not reopening events venues for people no. to congregate in. That's still a no-no. Um, so we have Dominic Cummins, and you're worried about your hearing, maybe, or your sense of taste. Well, I mean, you know, all he's got is his comings and goings, hasn't he? So, yeah, so, I, well, I, can I just real quickly, I just need to do an aside on that. I'm not going to do a big Cummings <laughs> um, takedown, but a friend, a friend of mine, somebody that I have an acquaintance with, um, as nominally a professional stand-up comedian, posted on Twitter was, um, oh, this old Dominic Cummings story is distracting from the real joke here. Dominic Cummings' surname. It's Cummings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, when you first see the name Dominic Cummings, you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, 
two things about that. One, I grew up in a town where one of the main employers was called Cummings. Yeah. Um, so, oh, as your, does your dad get his money from Cummings? Uh, was a joke as we were growing up. Very good. Um, also, some people are trying to get Cumgate going. It's it's not going to happen. It's not oh. going to happen. That's um. That's like a failed brand of female contraceptive, isn't it? Cumgate. <laughs> See, that's a good joke. Yeah. Message your mate and say, you can have that one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Um, so, yeah, Double or Nothing 2 from uh, Daily Space in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, they kept the casino branding, dialed it down a little bit, although there were some giant poker chips. Yeah, they're no, yeah used as weapons at times. There, yeah. were, there was one moment in one match later in the show, later in the show, we haven't started talking about the show yet, um, in the show, where somebody gets a big poker chip thrown at them and they sell it like they've been, you know, hit by a boulder. And then JR goes, fiberglass poker chip there, thrown <laughs> at, at him. <laughs> it's like, the whole time, like, honestly, and I will talk about this a little bit later on, I think. I feel like the commentators, apart from Excalibur, so the other two, are just taking it in turns to try and undermine the show that they're watching. <laughs> it does happen. It does happen. But, I mean, in JR's defence, America does have a, a big problem uh, with poker chip on poker chip violence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the last thing you want to do is give the impression that these are real giant poker chips um, <laughs> yeah. that, that you can buy on any street corner um, and uh, be inspired to do a drive-by chipping. Well, can you imagine the, um, the heist? that would be planned if they knew that they had giant poker chips. Oh, how much would one of those poker chips be worth? They'd probably be worth upwards of £200. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah, casino theme um, and lots of big matches and topped by uh, one of these cinematic wrestling matches. I, I, the... I, 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 again, I'm going to just, we'll talk about it more. I take exception to the use of that phrase with this particular match. But... Well, yes, but, you know, it was out of the ordinary, pre-taped. Um, so it's taped the night before um, and uh, took liberties with um, time and, and place mm -hmm. um, to, to tell the story. There was um, editing but... involved. Yes, um, but should we... Um... Should we do our usual three and three? Yeah, we're going to um, revert to type and do three things that we loved uh, under the graps. Love the Graps banner and then three things that we didn't love as much. Not my Graps. Very good. No. Uh, <laughs> I, I know this now. I've got it down. Yeah, we're only like 150 odd episodes in. Yeah, I mm. want to get to 200 before we inevitably die um, yeah. of podcasting. It's a terrible disease. Mm. Um, it's spreading like wildfire. Um, I think when we get to 200 episodes, I'm going to reveal, Andy Kaufman like, that all along we knew that wrestling wasn't real. Oh, shut up. Only wrestling is real, mate. It's the mm. only real sport there is. You just went through all of this to take your money. <laughs> so <laughs> if you want to give us some money yeah. uh, before then. Um, then it might be worthwhile. But no, let's do Love the Graps for okay. AEW Double or Nothing 2020. All right. Okay. Numero uno, Top of the Pops, number one, Love the Graps. Young uh, Guns, go for it. 
Yeah, you like her snappy little little title, don't you? I do. I do. Um, um, have you ever seen the video for Young Guns? Go for it, by the way. I must have done. It's really weird. It starts off with um, George Michael's dad coming home from the war. Dominic coming home from the war. Yeah. Um, George Michael's dad coming home from the war. And then you kind of like feel a bit weird because you're like, well, how old is is George Michael? Uh, because he's a small boy. Um, yeah. But then it's revealed that the rest of the video is set like in the early 60s in the rock and roll days. Uh, and, uh, wham, uh, George and Andrew um, are actually kind of in the 1960s. The wham. Um, it just plays hard and fast uh, with the concept of time. Um, and I, I don't like it. I don't like you it don't like it. No, I don't like it at all. Um, but what I did like was the performance of two of AEW's younger uh, roster members. Mm -hmm. uh, probably two of the youngest. I think maybe Marco Stunt is, is the youngest um, because he's just a baby. How old is Sammy Guevara? Uh, he's like 27, I think, <laughs> because he had 93 on his jersey last night. And I think that's his birth year. 26, um, the internet tells me. Well, there you go. So he might not have had his birthday yet this year. Um, but yeah, I think uh, MJF's like 24. Darby Allen is 23 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah, he's a go. scary young man. Mm. How old's MJF? MJF is 24. Uh, Jungle Boy? Jungle Boy is... Jungle Jack? Yeah, Jungle Boy Jack, 23. Uh, so yeah, I mean it's much of a muchness, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Wardlow um, is two, Wardlow is thirty-two. Yeah, Wardlow's been wrestling for ten years. Right, shows. Yeah, really does. Um, so yeah, two of the younger members of the roster uh, having an absolute banger. I thought I thought it was a really really good match. Um, they've met before on Dynamite, um, but they went all out on this. Um, no, none of the usual Wardlow tactics. Uh, by MJF, which was quite nice. So it was just two fellows having a fight, bit of uh, playing possum and a bit of cheating at times by MJF, but you'd expect that. Um, but it's it's really nice to see um, the young guys, and I, I would count Sammy Guevara as a young guy as well, and 27 is not exactly um, ancient, and he, it's not like he's he's been everywhere before that. But, you know, we, we just listed those guys there. You've got MJF, um, Jungle Boy, Jungle Jack, uh, Jungle Jack Perry, Jack Jungle Perry, um, however JR wants to call him. Uh, you've got Marco Stunt, you've got Sammy Guevara, you've got Darby Allen, you've got Kip Sabian. Um, I was going to put Jimmy Havoc in there, but he's the wrong side of 40, surely. Um, you've got all these youngsters. Um, even Joey Janela's not that old. Do you know what I mean? Um, he, he's only just 30, maybe. Um, and they're, they're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. And they're being given the time to kill it as well which is just really nice to see. Yeah, I think um, that they had a good match. Full disclosure, um, somehow my computer made it so I couldn't watch the end of the match. But I did see a clip in the, uh, of the finish in the, um, in the roundup later in the show. Um, if I, like, <laughs> I think it would have been fun to have Jungle Boy win. Yeah. Because I think it still feels like... One of the criticisms I've had of AEW when we've been doing, when we've been watching the episodes and we've done podcasts about it is that it feels like there's a lot of like 
squashes. And even when they're not like squash matches in the traditional sense, it feels like, well, it's not competitive. Like, I don't believe that that one person yeah. is going to win. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and actually I feel like that is kind of a bit of a problem with this show to some extent as well. Yeah, um, I mean, the thing with MJF is that he's, I don't think he's lost this year. Um, yeah. And um, if he has, I think the, the only loss he's had in, in recent memory is to Cody in the cage match. Right. Um, so... They're, they are building something. Right, okay. Whereas Fun. Jungle Boy is primarily a tag team wrestler um, with the Luchasaurus. Fine, um, but then, but then, like, the, the, the way... <laughs> just having somebody win every single match isn't the only way to build somebody. No. And, like, you know, maybe you've got something in Jungle Perry... Perry... <laughs> jun- the Jungle Luke Perry's son. Um... And you can see it sometimes, can't you? You see his face. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like, wow. Definitely, yeah. Wow. Um, but like, Hills. you know, maybe you've got something in him. But yeah. uh, it's really just a competitive match for MJF to win on pay-per-view. And it was yeah. a competitive match and it was a lot of fun. But like, I, I'm, I'm just at this point where I'm like, I don't know whether I'm here for empty wrestling. Yeah. Right. I mean, the, the money is in, um, and when I say money, I mean, there's, there's no real money in... in uh, matchups anymore in wrestling um apart from uh nick gage versus everybody that's a that's a, a money mm. match um but the money is in mjf versus cody again and i imagine that'll be a program going towards the um the tnt title later in the year so they've, they've got to keep mjf strong um yeah i just think you can come back to it I mean, yeah, like and yeah. like as a villain, like you can you can like hot shot them into a, into a top space, particularly when they've got a pre existing issue with the um, with the champion. So anyway, that's yeah, that's nitpicking because it was yeah. a fun match. Um, yeah, I thought those two were really good. Um, I thought also if we're talking about kind of the younger, less experienced members of the roster, um, Chris Statlander and Penelope Ford had a really nice match. Um, nothing outstanding about it, um, but for a company that ha- has been criticised for some of the quality of its women's matches um, on its bigger shows, I thought that they just went out there, had a really nice match. Um, it was per- the story worked. It was um, perfectly fine, but again, yeah. like because Penelope Ford stepped in um, yeah. to uh, replace what's her name, the dentist Rick one, Britt Baker. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel like the result was ever really in doubt. Um, and I don't know, again. Yeah, and uh, the, in the the casino ladder match, um, which we'll talk about a, a bit later, um, I thought, you know, Darby Allen um, was really good in that. Kip Sabian was really good in that. Yeah. Um, Marco Stunt with his tiny ladder. Um, that made me laugh at, at one point. And uh, even though he, I don't think he's particularly young, um, although it, you know he's not old by any stretch of the imagination, but Orange Cassidy again um, was a star in that. Just his his antics um, were were very very good. Yeah, um, and uh, I loved it. But yeah, good showing by the younger members of the roster. I thought absolutely. Okay. Should we move on? Yeah, let's move on to number two. Love the Graps numero dos. Yeah. Um, um, so my heading for this, um, I, I would have put was. Uh, 
Brody Lee delivers brackets and loses. So mm -hmm. a bit of good, bit of bad. But yeah, Brody Lee. Um, I thought he was he was really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know whether there's even loads to talk about with that really, but yeah, Brody Lee. You know, he looked like he belonged in the main event position, um, which has always been, you know, is always going to be an issue for somebody who's never really got there elsewhere. Um, just are they going to be believable? And yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had some really good moments in this match. Um, I thought, um, particularly, I really enjoyed Brody Lee um, just, just fucking off Lever Bates' table. Just. Lever Bates and uh, the librarian, Peter Avalon, they were just sat at a table reading books and drinking tea at ringside. Um, and Brody Lee just walked over and just smacked their table away. Good. <laughs> no reason. Just, I like that. It was yep. very good. Um, and I particularly like the, uh, the way they gimmicked the entrance ramp um, and uh, Mox and Brody Lee went through it. And the particular really good bit about that was um, Mox, he crawled out and crawled into the ring. And then at that point, there were about four refs around the hole and the doctor, and they all immediately put on their blood gloves. Right, and yeah. Brody Lee emerged covered in blood. Right. Um, and that was really good. And it's, it's moments like that. And, and this is um, really a, a moment-heavy show. And, and AEW has kind of been you know, a, a moment-heavy promotion since the beginning. Um, the, it's, it's weird because that's the kind of thing that I think um, an agent is good for when you're coming up with a match, um, sort of putting those spots in, where to put them, how they work. Um, and one of the, the kind of the most agented promotions is WWE, but they, they sometimes seem over-agented, mm. whereas it just seems just the right amount, just the right amount of moments in each match um, pitched at the right time um, for it to, to really sort of make an impression. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. this was a it was a it was a fun match, um, yeah. and I thought um, as well. Similar man, and again, we'll we'll, we'll talk about this later and in, in how similar um, he is. Um, I thought Lance Vance uh, gave a, a good showing in the match with Cody Rhodes as well, just as a a, a, a big monster, yeah, um, who just wants to hurt people. Yeah, um, he's, he's very believable in that, and uh, and I do like that. Yes, agree. I agree. I agree. I haven't got anything. <laughs> I haven't got anything witty to say about it. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> well, let's let's move on to the third. I got lost. The grab, shall we? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So you, we're going to talk about the main event. Yeah. We're going to talk about the stadium stampede match. Um, so the elite. All of the elite people plus Matt Hardy. I mean, not all of them. Yeah, he's not a real elite. He is temporarily, it's been seconded to the elite. Um, Broken Matt Hardy teaming with Hangman Page, Kenny Omega and the, the Bucks. The Bucks of youth. Do you remember when he used to say that? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, against the inner circle. Um, Jericho. Jack Swagger. Ortiz and Santana. And Sammy Guevara, always he'll always be Jack Swagger to me. Yeah, um, I bet even his mum calls him Jack. Yeah, Swags. Yeah, all right, Swags. Um, Swags, sit down. 
want some meatloaf swag? That's the thing American mums say, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want some sloppy joes? <laughs> what about you want... a corn dog? Yeah. What is a corn dog? <laughs> I think it's like a hot dog on a stick with like yeah. some kind of um, like batter on it. So it's like a, ba- like a battered sausage on a stick. Like a battered sausage, but like a corny sort of dough right. thing. Sounds gross. Look. A whole nation has been built on it. <laughs> What's right. wrong with a toffee apple, eh? What is wrong with a toffee apple? They're, what? they're rubbish, the aren't they? you had a toffee apple? Not, not for a very long time, because I always find them unsatisfying and difficult <laughs> to eat. They're difficult to eat. They are. Like, and do you know the worst bit of a toffee apple? The apple. Yeah, the apple. It's a real <laughs> disappointment. Yeah. Because usually when you have that kind of, like, some kind of treat, the, the inside is often the best bit. Like those sweets where you suck them down, then you get like an explosion of sherbet. Yeah, yeah. Um, or a gooey middle in something. But in this, you're eating the good bit, and yeah. then you've got the apple. Yeah, and like it's the, the, balance, the balance is wrong. Yeah. Like I've got this flimsy little stick and a heavy apple covered in toffee. Um, the toffee itself, is it like it's not great? Who wants that? Who wants all that toffee? It's not like, even toffee. No, it's really? just sugar. It's just, um, I mean, which toffee is. Um, yeah, bad. It's a bad, it's a bad treat. Yeah, I'm going to start a change.org petition <laughs> to get rid of the toffee apple because, as we know, that is the way that things get done in this country. You put your name to a petition that somebody circulates on Facebook yeah. and then it's gone. Yeah. It's gone. They have to talk about it in Parliament. They do. Apparently. Yeah. It doesn't say which bit of Parliament, so it could be the toilets. No, I've never really seen any actual results of those de- debates. Right. No, they used it in uh, Westminster Hall, hmm. um, which I think is where, you know, um, every New Year they, they have some um, has-been singer singing on the BBC before the fireworks. Yeah. I think that's Westminster Hall. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, they could they could kill two birds with one stone and have the debate on whether Britain um, should leave the EU. Yeah, um, and Daniel Bedingfield. Alongside, yeah, Daniel Bedingfield doing a doing a cup of t- cup of tunes. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, the the stadium, the big stadium match taking yes. place at the at Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. That's uh, yep. where they do American football. It is, that American um, football. Yeah. They had the, they had, the, <laughs> they had the American football markings on the pitch. They did. And, and I, I was very impressed host. by the fact that the end zones were done in the elite and the inner circle logos. Yeah, yeah. They've gone to a lot of effort to set this up. Yeah. Um, Less impressed with the fact that the inner circle logo looked like it was done in Comic Sans. I think that's better. I think I feel like I feel like Jericho is the kind of person who doesn't understand that Comic Sans is bad. Or maybe he does it like in in a way of a a Colin Robinson from what we do in the shadows. It's just deliberately done to feel that negative energy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, so they had a ring in the middle. Um, and then the, the two end zones where the teams started, uh, they came out in, in that way that um, on a American football where they have the, the smoke and then the players run out. Yeah. Um, except 
uh, these these players just sauntered out and got lost in the smoke a bit. Um, but yeah, so the the match was there, and then it was falls count anywhere in the stadium, mm-hmm. um, and five on five, first pin wins. Um, and do you know what, Chris? I fucking love this. I'm not alone in this. And I know you perhaps weren't as high on it as some people, um, but this is already a beloved uh, match. For me, it was a match of moments, um, but it delivered. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I think my um, my reaction to it has kind of been tempered by uh, a lot of other people's rabid enthusiasm for it. Yeah, I'm just trying to find, and I'm not going to name the person, um, but I just want to see if I can find the quote that, like, kind of really put me off yeah, um, I, I was like that with the band ride right uh, okay everyone loved ride when i was at school and i just i just didn't want to admit that that i liked them too because everyone else liked them and they were fine they were absolutely fine now but, obviously like i have spent a lot of my life doing exactly that yeah not admitting that i like something because other people liked it but that's not what's happened here just want to say um so this was a quote hashtag stadium stampede is the best thing in wrestling i've ever seen hashtag aewdon so i just i mean it's it's not no and like if i'm gonna be like super sort of like snarky about this well, or, why change, why change snark- a habit of a lifetime? Or rather, no, but I mean, unusually snarky about other people's enjoyment of something. Right. I feel that this is being, like, people are rating this so much higher because WWE have done similar things recently and people have decided that AEW did it better. Yeah. I genuinely feel like there's an element of that here. Yeah, um, I mean, there's two ways to look, to look at that particular thing. Is that one WWE did did do something very similar recently in the Money in the Bank match, um, which we talked about in this podcast mm-hmm. not long ago, um, and this was miles better than that. As much as I enjoyed the Money in the Bank match, this was done far better. Um, it looked like it was shot by people who had an idea of of, fil- of how to film things. Um, and uh, you know there was very little mist, which contrasted with the, um, the 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 rest of the show where there was lots of stuff missed in the actual regular wrestling matches. Mm-hmm. Um, but on on this, they they were great. But also, um, it was it was really fun, but it it didn't really break new ground in the way that the Firefly Funhouse match did, which we went very high on. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think it's better than anything WWE have done but in a similar uh in a similar race AEW beat WWE hands down at this kind of thing so yeah I can see that but I mean we like to do it um and it is it is a thing that it's it's very fashionable to kick WWE at the moment for for absolutely correct reasons Mm -hmm. because it's a shit show over there um it really is um but it, it may be that um, some people's opinions of this is coloured a little bit by that. Well, okay. What what were your favourite bits 
let's let's have some favorite bits so i liked hangman page on a horse okay hangman page remaining on a horse hangman page just leaving his horse behind to go and get a beer sammy guevara running from hangman page on a horse sammy guevara running from a golf cart again sammy guevara getting suplexed the entire length of the field yeah i like the fact and this has nothing to do with the match that there appears to be a bit in the stadium where you can sit in a pool and watch the action. Yeah, I, I found like that. that confusing. Yeah, but can you imagine, like, you're turning up to watch Jacksonville Jaguars against the... the other ones. Um, yeah, I think that, like, my issue here is... We need to seriously question um, what Tony Khan is all about. Big bicep Tony. Just like, who is this man and why is there a swimming pool in his stadium? Well, I mean, that stadium's his dad's stadium. Well. So, yeah, we need to direct questions about that. The family. And, and, the family yeah. are questionable. Um, is, as we always said, it's Florida. Um, so you know you could answer anything with it's florida yeah fair yeah. point um but yeah i like the fact there was that i like what they did with the pool some people were a little bit down on that because the, there was a bit where it appeared that uh, santana and ortiz uh the proud and the powerful um had drowned matt hardy um and that coming in the same week that chad gaspard drowned um, but i didn't i didn't even really make that connection until people were moaning about it the next day um because the whole thing about Matt Hardy and water is the, the lake of reincarnation. Um, and it was also tempered by the fact that when they were holding Matt Hardy under the water, he was giving thumbs up and okay signs and cheesily smiling at the camera uh, that was underwater. So, you know, I, I feel they did enough to, to get around the fact that, the, that it looked like they were drowning a man. Um, and we got lots of Matt Hardys out of that. Um, I, lo I loved, I mean, it's just such a simple thing. Uh, Matt, Matt uh, Jackson moonsaulting off the, the goals. I thought that yeah. was great. Um, I thought the, the, the brawl between um, Hangman Page and Jake Hager in the bar was, was, was brilliant. Uh, just so many little moments. The Jericho and the ref bit. Jericho giving the Judas effect to the mascot. Um, Jackson DeVille, that's his name, the mascot, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. had a great ending uh, and this was like like people said this as much as i enjoyed money in the bank this was that done exactly right that at the end of it everybody got over nobody looked like an idiot whereas in the money in the bank pretty much everybody looked like an idiot can i say that i take a little bit of umbrage with that because okay. I, I think that hangman page is an idiot i think like is Hangman Page's gimmick that he's an idiot? Well, because well, he's following... So he rides into there with a horse. Yeah. Okay. That's, cowboy shit. That's weird for a start. And then, like, and then, like... And I know, like, you know, whatever, he's, he likes drinking alcohol. Okay, yeah. fine. But basically, Sammy Guevara runs off. And Sammy Guevara has turned up back in the stadium at this point and then we cut back to hangman page backstage still on his horse still searching for sammy and it's like 
what are you doing, mate? What did what you lost sight of him? Yeah, comedy. And, and you what no, I don't I'm not sure. Is, mate. And then he it's, goes and sits in the bar and yeah. so, I, I don't I don't know. I don't like you've just had it I, for me, I'm like he's ju- he's just had his <laughs> big return. Like this is supposed to be a heated feud. And he's like just he's an idiot. He's like he is Orange Cassidy, but with like better hair. Well, the thing is with, with, with Hangman Page is that if, if I'm going to give a, a serious storyline reason for why he did what he did, um, you know, I'm earning myself a no prize for Marvel readers of okay. uh, a vintage. Um, it's because Hangman Page isn't fully on board with the elite. He's, he's a little bit on the outs with the elite. Um, and so part of him is just like, I don't know if I really want to sort yeah, but of help out the Jacksons. Yeah, but, but wasn't his return last week supposed to have put paid to that? I guess, but there's still a bit of that. Plus, also, man likes a drink. Man likes a drink. I just, I, I'm just a little bit like, I don't and know. It, it did lead to the moment of him just turning to Jake Hager and saying, "You hit a drink, or you hit a fight," and then they had a drink, and then they had a fight. And then they had like. a fight. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then he also drank some whiskey where some he got some milk in it, and that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure that like it was just meant to be a glass of milk for Kenny Omega, yeah. glass of whiskey for Hangman Page. There was some cross pollination. It's there. his fault for pouring too much milk in that glass. I saw well, it, I mean, it, and I was it like, you, "You've overfilled that." Yeah. I um, just, I, I, ju- I'm just not like I'm, <laughs> like. I feel like it's too distracting. I feel like this is what, like one of these things where somebody has gone. It's like the Titus O'Neil issues. It's like every time somebody does something, every time Hangman Page does something that like the crowd think is fun, they're gonna like, go, oh, cool, yeah. Well, he's got to be drinking all the time then. Like it's like no, don't make his character an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> mate, was Stone Cold an alcoholic? Yes. <laughs> also, he didn't drink until after the match in celebration. Like so, it's so a new era. You can't. And also, he's drinking like Bud Light. You can't. You can't <laughs> compare it. Hard liquor before and during the match versus a, a you know a couple of cans that he spills half down himself. Um, like, but yeah, for me to, to sum it up, it's like you you had a, a twenty five minute match with 20, 25 memorable moments. Um, yeah. Nothing that really dragged. Although, you know, there, there was the, the usual sort of street fight, um, falls count anywhere, a bit of... A <sighs> lot of kicking and punching. Even, yeah, just to get into the position for the next spot. Um, but other than that, like, there was, there was nothing bad about this match. Um, there, were, there were 20 or 25 moments that, that really stick in my mind. And even a couple laugh-out-loud moments, um, which is very rare. In, uh, in professional wrestling who they don't tend to do comedy very, very well. But like we said uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Money in the Bank, this is another triumph for DDT because that's <laughs> exactly where this match came from. Yeah. Um, it's an absolute DDT match. Um, so yeah, once again, DDT, most influential wrestling company in the world right now. There you go. There you have it. Um, so that's all I love for Graps. <laughs> Exhausted. Yeah, that's it now. That's so that's that's everything we liked about the show. It's all downhill from here. Okay. Um, let's talk about some not my graps then, shall we? Okay. And 
I think we start off with the the big surprise on the show. There was there was there was a casino ladder match as we've mentioned opening the show, and that was uh it was one of these ladder matches for a title shot represented by one of these styrofoam poker chips suspended yeah. above the ring. Not as um, big as I would have liked. No, no. I mean, I it was like one of the really big ones. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, a big multi-man ladder match. How many did we have in here? Like eight, was it all together? It was nine men. Nine men. Yeah. Um, and eight, eight men and a dinosaur. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a terrible sitcom in the late 80s, early <laughs> 90s, run for a couple of seasons. Yeah. Very confusing. Um, and uh, there was an unadvertised, well, there, there was an advertised empty spot in the yeah. match. A mystery man. Mystery man that they, they made clear had not been seen in AEW before. They were like, just got to let you know, conditions of this mystery man are, he's not appeared at AEW before. Um, so we're all like primed for a yeah, because obviously we're, we're in a time where WWE have got rid of a load of people, mm-hmm. um, and there was some confusion as to whether a lot of those people could actually appear because of the ninety day no compete. Um, but then other people saying that that's just if you want to get paid for the full ninety days, then you you can't compete. Yeah, um, but it still would have left the the likes of Chris Hero or Drew Gulak. Um, available to appear. There was also some talk that maybe they'd done a deal with New Japan and that some of New Japan's American talent, um, the the people that are are living in the US um, rather than Japan and and kind of stuck in the US at the moment, might have been able to appear. Mm -hmm. There was was always the thought as well that, um, you know, I mean, flights haven't been stopped. Um, Quarantine is in place, but you know you can get you can get around that. Or if you arrive early enough, you can you can quarantine and stuff. Um, so it could have been anybody, and who it ended up being was fine. Brian Cage, for it was he, mm-hmm. um, is fine. Brian Cage uh, as a mystery uh, surprise entrance is just a bit. Oh, really? I. Uh... I think, like, coupled with the fact that he went on to win the match, yeah, like it all needs to be dealt with as as a parcel here. They went on to win the match, which grants him a shot at the AEW World Title. Yeah, um, yeah, it feels it feels a little bit misjudged. I Brian Cage is impressive, no doubt. You know, he is a very athletic, very muscular man. Um, looks like looks like a star from 1999 WCW, um, and it's not that it's not it's not even that he doesn't have any charisma because he certainly does have some. Yeah. But also at the same time, it's like he he's not he's not a big star. And well, he's he spent also, last year in Impact. Well, exactly. Exactly. He's also the person who has just bounced around from every, like you know, he was a part of Lucha Underground. He's a part of Impact. You know, he'll just show up. I mean, he had the he spent time in ROH as well. I do believe, like 
he's just he's a guy that's been everywhere he's kind of a bit of a journeyman like he's kind of like the indies big man um yeah. and it just it, it felt like it felt it wasn't a disappointment if he hadn't won the match i think i would have i wouldn't have been quite as disappointed because then it's not like well they've just hot shotted somebody to uh, a main event position which is what they've done essentially um you know if you'd have had one of the younger guys one of the i mean i don't even know who do you have like win this if it's not him like darby allen kip sabian like you you go well you know they're not going to win the championship but at least they've earned their shot at the champion um i it just (laughs) I think it's also indicative, and it's something that we'll talk about in a minute as well. It's just indicative of the way that AEW have been bringing in, like the kind of people that they've been bringing in recently, and the way they've handled them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as I say, Brian Cage is fine. Brian Cage as an upper mid carder is fine. I'm not sure I buy him um, going straight into the main event picture which is is what he'll do. Um, having said that, um, his match against uh, Moxley will be on kind of a secondary pay-per-view. It'll be on their Fighter Fest show, which did, did you hear was apparently going to be in London? No. Yeah. Um, before the coronavirus um, kicked off, they were about to announce um, that Fighter Fest was going to be in London All in right. June. Um, but obviously um, things put paid to that, so it will be presumably... Um, in Jacksonville so it's it's not one of their bigger shows um, but then you've got the same thing which we're going to talk about in a minute um, of you know once you've brought him in and he's got his title shot if he doesn't win that title and it probably is you know too early to take that title off John Moxley then you've beaten him already um, so yeah I mean he did give us a great moment in the uh, when he threw Joey Janela out of the ring you could very loudly hear Joey Janela say fucking motherfucker um, yeah. really loud which I, I quite enjoyed um, <laughs> it's always quite I, I instantly yeah. knew it was Joey Janela um, it could only be him um, but there you go um, so let's move on because we kind of talked around it a little bit to our yeah. second not my raps um, and that's that I said earlier that Brody Lee delivered um, brackets and and lost uh, this one is Brody Lee lost brackets and delivered um, but also uh, Lance Vance lost as well. And this is what you were saying, that you've got these two big guys, two new guys into the company. Um, they've got their shots at their titles on this big pay-per-view, and they both lost. So you've beaten them both already. Yeah. And like I think like this, the, the, there's other sort of things along these lines as well. Like, like I mean, it's not on the same level at all, but like, why is Sean Spears like losing to Dustin Rhodes. Did we need like a big moment for Dustin Rhodes as well? Like, why isn't Sean Spears getting a win over Dustin Rhodes in that match? Anyway, sorry, we got on a detour straight away. Yeah, I can, um, I can quickly answer that. It's because people do genuinely care about Dustin Rhodes in AEW. And so there, there, there is that um, possibility of, of that kind of like one last run. Um, for him, possibly even against his brother. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. If, well, they, if they do some kind of turn, we'll and, do and that Sean then. Spears. Sean Spears means fuck all. So. No, oh, I know, but th- but this is it, isn't it? It's like MJF at this point means something 
and yeah. could have handled a loss. Yeah. Sean Spears, do you want him to mean something? Maybe give him a win over Dustin Rhodes then. Yeah. Like, um, anyway, Lance Vance come in hot off of a big run in New Japan recently. Um, a, you know, kind of a star-making performance in the G1. Um, and getting a big push in AEW straight away. Paired with Jake Roberts. Yeah. Who's been his mouthpiece. It's, a bit, it's quite, it's, I think it's a good combination, the two of yeah, them. Yeah, really worked quite well. Um, coming up short in the... T- tournament final for the TNT title against Cody Rhodes same as it ever was the you know the old it's it feels like the old guard of AEW (laughs) have come out on top once again the elite have won Cody has won Dustin has won like you know again it's like why just pull the trigger on Lance Archer. Cody doesn't need that title. Like he doesn't, like you've already said, he doesn't need the world title by not yep. giving him the world title. So why does he need to be the first TNT champion? It, like it feels like a weird ego thing. Um, similarly, Brody Lee, I don't think anybody really believed he was going to beat John Moxley, but like he, he was choked out at the end. I mean, it was announced as a submission. Yeah, he, did, he um, passed out rather than submitted, which is always a, a clever finish Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, it is, because he will come back and go, well, I never quit. And then, yeah. and, and also the commentators will go on about it forever, because yeah. they'll go, well, Brody Lee never has never been pinned or submitted in AEW, because they're so, like, they want to harp on about the results constantly. Yeah. Um, and, like, the tech, like, it becomes so, like, labyrinthine and technical how they're trying to get around somebody like Kip Sabian or no MJF was the one on that on that show where they were like well he is undefeated except for the one time that he lost in a tag team match or something like that (laughs) but he was never pinned um or (laughs) um so but I don't know like Brody Lee's got a bunch of like minions around him right yeah. Why 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 couldn't they have been involved in the finish somehow? Like Yeah, I mean he could have taken a DQ loss. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't the main event of the show. Um ordinarily you, you shouldn't book your um world title matches with a DQ loss, but it wouldn't have hurt because you had the main event for no. it and it would have kept him strong. Similarly for Lance Vance, if your end result was Cody Rhodes holding the TNT title and I can see there are reasons for that and and it does look like AEW is going to be a babyface territory um with the the heels doing the chasing which you know it's it's just as valid as as the opposite um and I can see that Cody Rhodes as kind of like the face of the company as it were um maybe you know putting your secondary title on him isn't that bad and especially if and maybe I'm giving them too much credit here that down the line it is to elevate MJF um, up to to that next level. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, yeah, like in, there was there was no need for both of those monsters to lose clean um, so early, um, and then you've got another monster coming in, yeah. who presumably um, is going to have to have the same fate, and then you've got three big monsters um, who have all been beaten cleanly in the middle of the ring. 
Well, this um, is the other thing I've got a question about the Khan family because all of the people that they're bringing in are big guys, aren't they? Well, they're yeah. bringing in all these big guys and a couple of them being paired with old fellas. Like, come on, stop. Who's booking this? Who is booking yeah. this? Because it, like, it, it, I, I, so if I was going to be like picky about it, I understand the desire to bring in people that look like Brian Cage. You are trying to make yourself the number one wrestling TV product in the US right now. You, you're, in a, you're in a fight for your life. Um, and you want the casual viewer to turn on the TV and go, who is that? Like, I get it. I yeah. get that desire. But also at the same time, like, I don't feel like Brian Cage is going to win over your seasoned wrestling fans because they've seen that guy like I mean everybody who's watching AEW has seen him a million times before like well, I mean maybe I mean there there does seem to be some cut through to a new audience okay um, but I mean you've either seen Brian Cage before right or you've seen Brian Cage type before is yeah. kind of what I'm getting at like you know, do I need Brian Cage when WWE have got Bobby Lashley? Do I? Like, yeah, uh, you, well, know, you do because he's he's better than Bobby Lashley. I don't know. I don't know whether in every he, way. I don't know. I don't know. Is he? Like, is he? Because like, I haven't really been won over by Brian Cage. Like, anyway, that's yeah. by the by. Um, I mean, the, the one thing that this does highlight is that um, the, the, the structure that AEW are going for um, is, a, is a mixture of, of modern and, and classic wrestling. Um, I think Cody Rhodes gave an interview after the show where he said that the, the three um, groups, the, you know, the, the Bucks himself and Kenny Omega, come from three different areas. Um, and uh, Kenny Omega comes from DDT, and that, that um, influences his booking ideas. Um, the Bucks are influenced by Deadpool, um, which is a bit weird. Um, and Cody is influenced by Crockett, uh, Jim Crockett promotions, where his, his dad was a, a big star. But the thing is, if you're running a babyface territory, um, then you do need a, a cycle of heels coming in. But what you do need to do also is cycle those heels out um, and this is where they could do with people being in AEW for sort of, I don't know, four or five months working up to a title match and I, then going and doing a couple of tours of Japan. I, I, um, then I think that is, I think that's just completely misjudged in the modern era then. If you're, yeah. if you're genuinely thinking that you can let somebody walk away for a period of time and that they will come back, like, it's just not how it works anymore. Because yeah. if you let say Lance Archer you've gone oh well he's top guy but you know we need to let him go back to New Japan for a little while there's no guarantee that he's ever coming back to AEW because WWE could just throw a bunch of money at him um, oh, the idea is that you have him under contract this is how it used to work in in the olden days hmm. you have like Vince had Andre under contract yeah but that the the, the money like like it's not the same it's not the same landscape yeah. anymore I guess like, I guess like how, how who, who yeah it doesn't it's not going to work like but that but that's that's what i th i think that the, their booking sensibility would would benefit from even if it can't um and i think maybe that's what they're going for 
but I, I genuinely I feel like I feel like there are issues here in in their booking in that I, I know it's stuff that I've said before like I just don't know who the next stars are because like I'll, I'll be honest with you I'm not sold on John Moxley I've, I've, I've always had issues with um, with him because I, I'm, I, I'm not sure I'm convinced by him like there was a period in WWE where he was having the most just below average matches on every single card um, and I feel like his shtick is a little bit old hat and I'm not, I just, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Um, and no, I, no, I think people do buy it though. I think more I think, unusual in that. Yeah, maybe they um, do, but like, I, 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 I think it's very popular. And then underneath you've got Hangman Page, who before the audiences had to go away, was just getting massive. Um, you've got, they, they've not pulled the trigger on Kenny Omega yet, and that will come at some point. And then you've got the likes of, of MJF and Sammy Guevara coming up. And you still got, you know, you say like the, the you know, the next um, big guy. One of, one of the top guys at the moment and still delivering is a nearly 50-year-old Chris Jericho. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know. But I just feel like, I do feel like, and when I say like, you know, same as it ever was, like, I feel like they've got this little sort of core of people. They've got the elite guys and they've got, you know, a couple of the inner circle guys, and then you've got John Moxley, and then everybody else is kind of irrelevant. Like, you know, I don't feel like you're getting anybody breaking through. Like, that, they, they, it never feels like there's any forward momentum for any of these people. Like, people are into Orange Cassidy, but he's a joke, isn't he? Like, it, like his yeah. thing is that he's a joke. Like people are into like people like chanting for Luchasaurus, but uh, he's a man in a dinosaur mask. Like people like you know some of the tag teams that they've got down at the bottom of the card, but that's where they kind of belong. Like it doesn't feel like there's upward trajectory for people apart from maybe MJF. Um, I don't know. I, I there, there's there's stuff that I think needs fixing and i think bringing in somebody like brian cage is kind of opposite to that yeah um, i mean it's the only also, thing also if jr has to spend the whole show going what is taz's deal why is he involved with <laughs> brian cage it's like what do you mean he's his manager like you ask the same question when jake roberts shows up with lance archer stop it like yeah. <laughs> you've watched wrestling before haven't you like Tabs has spent the last few weeks trying to give advice to Darby Allen, and Darby Allen has just been like blowing him off. So I think there's there's that there. It's kind of like oh, you know, as as uh, as Taz did not been able to get Darby Allen, so he's gone out and got something else. Right. Um, you know, so there is that there. I think it's it's the age old thing of um, do you do you want uh, bread today or bread tomorrow? Um, because you've got to have. Um, your current marketable stars um, selling the pay-per-views and getting the ratings. But at the same time, you have also got to think about making new stars. Um, and it's, that's a, such a diff difficult balance to go for. Um, and we're a year in, whether they will do it, 
I don't know. I'm, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it though. You know. Yeah, I'm being, I I'm, I'm being super picky and super critical. Yeah, man. What's Tony but... Khan done to you? <laughs> well, I mean, he's got a hard on for these big guys, and he's got a swimming pool in the stadium. So there's something going on there. Um, <laughs> let's get let's get on to our third. Not my graphs. Yep, yeah, go on then. Okay, so I mean, we talked about new guys, and we talked about old guys. Um, let's talk about the really old guys. Yeah. Um, I love Jake Snake Roberts. I love Arn Anderson um, to a lesser extent. I think Jake's been the, the standout manager um, of the the kind of the coach figures um, that they brought in with Tully Blanchard, um, who did make an appearance on the front of Sean Spears's pants. Yeah, um, he did. Was very weird. And also, like, it was confusing because it looked like his penis had come out of his the front. Yeah, of his it really pants. did. And his penis looked like Tully Blanchard. Yeah. Um, but um, I thought that the addition of uh, Jake Roberts and Arn Anderson and also convicted rapist Mike Tyson um, really uh, took away from what was a really, I really enjoyed the Cody Lance Lance match, but it got, went really wonky towards the end when Arn and Jake and Mike Tyson got involved. And it's just like, I, I get it. Um, but the, the thing with the manager is that when you look at you, your top managers, there's a reason Mr. Fuji got worst manager for years on end, because he was by that point he was too old and too broken down, and you had to suspend your disbelief. He was also shit, um, but you had to suspend your disbelief uh, so much when he got involved. Um, whereas your your Jimmy Hart, your your Jim Cornette in their prime, your Paulie Dangerously, um, they could get physically involved in the action. Whereas that's something that Jake the Snake Roberts and Arn Anderson can't do. So it just looks like two doddering old men wandering around ringside, occasionally getting up on the ropes. Um, and then another uh, kind of slightly less doddery, but still a bit doddery, uh, albeit cut uh, old man, got up and chased the band one away. Um, and it just kind of, it took away from me the fact that you had this new belt with these uh, two of your top guys, however you define that. And then it became towards the end about Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, even like to be sort of critical about the way that sort of played out, it was weird because, like, it became, well, we're kicking Arn Anderson out and then we're going to kick out Jake Roberts. He cheated. Yeah. Because yeah. Arn Anderson did cheat. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so we're kicking the good guy one out. Okay, uh, just, just yeah, just wonky, just wonky as hell. Um, yeah, but yeah, it fit like I think AEW have been doing this though, haven't they? Like people like people like Tully being involved, and people like um, like it's it's like a for me, it's a misguided attempt to appeal to lap, lapsed older wrestling fans yeah who are like are they even is that are they even part of the market anymore i don't know but like i, don't know. I mean it is a thing that when wcw closed um there was a huge chunk of viewers that didn't move over to wwf yeah but um, also wcw closed 20 years ago yeah like it's all well and good like having a hunger to see arn anderson 20 years ago compared to now like and and 
I said this before when we've spoken about this. Is like I, I don't see how Tully Blanchard is a draw, except for you. If you're just, you have to remind everybody who that is every time he comes on screen, because he's just an old guy. Um, Arn, you know, they, they both had a huge part to play in one of the iconic um, stables in wrestling history, but they're not. They don't, they don't bring much for me as older guys, except for having been reminded of their pedigree. Like, I mean, they, they can still cut a promo. And uh, the bit on Dynamite this week where um, Jake Roberts and Arn had kind of a sit-down promo trade-off was great until the point where it looked like it might get physical. Yeah. Um, and then again, you're into the realm of, of it being old men. But I think... Um, but, not but, being able to go anymore. But even so, I think... I think somebody like, I think Jake Roberts is like a one of a kind yep. performer in terms of his promos. Whereas I think, um, I think R is kind of part of an archetype that exists already. Like, and I think there are other people doing that, like wrestlers doing that now. Yeah, effectively, it's like, yeah, Arn is really good. But Arn isn't like completely unique and indispensable. Um, so, yeah, and but Mike Tyson as well. That's like, could you not have got a current celebrity? At least WWE are getting like the Gronk man. <laughs> like, and as far as I can tell, he is up till recently been an active professional American football player and will be again soon. Is he still playing? Is he not one that had retired recently? Yeah, but I'm thinking of somebody else. No, no, he did retire, but he's reactivated himself. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's signed for the Buccaneers. Right, yeah, um, you are right. Yeah, so the, an active NFL player has a WWE title belt. Yeah. Vince, um, Vince is Dominic Cummings in his pants. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, Mike Tyson. It's like, remember... Do you remember, do you remember Jake the Snake Roberts? Do you remember when Mike Tyson punched Shawn Michaels in the face? Yeah. Do you remember when Arn Anderson got stabbed or stabbed someone? Who got stabbed? He got stabbed with some scissors. Um, these are all the old wrestling stories. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jason Mendoza from The Good Place is right there. You know, they, they could have got here. <laughs> um, that would have been just just perfect. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're nitpicking, but overall, I I really like the show. It was very long, far too long. Yeah. Um, if you count the pre-show, um, best friends were on the pre-show again. Um, uh, it's over four hours. Well, and that's why WWE is better than AEW because yeah, the, the money in the bank pay-per-view is two hours twenty minutes long. Yeah, but um, the, there was nothing bad on the show. Even the Sean Spears, Dustin Rhodes bit, it, it did it did its job. It was an ang- a dynamite angle on a pay-per-view, but it did its job. And in the stadium stampede uh, and the uh, MJF Jungle Boy match, you, you've got two matches there um, that you can talk of as you know two of the best matches this year. Um, and this year is going to be wonky. Um, so you're not going to get like too many match of the year contenders. Um, but if you've got two matches on your pay-per-view that will be talked about for different reasons, 
um, then I think you've done all right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, yeah I'll give you that. I'll so give you that. Are you tuning into Dynamite this week? Probably not. The Inner Circle um, are doing a pep rally. They are, are they? What, after, yeah. after losing? Yeah. And there's going to be a Battle Royal. Okay. Okay, I mean, I like a Battle Royal. Maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I just... I think from... I said to you earlier, I kind of half-watched some of this show. Yeah. And I know I'm coming off really negative here. But, like, I just don't know that AEW is the thing that's going to get me excited about wrestling again right now. Well, no, that's because GCW aren't on at the moment, so... Well, no, um, but like you know, it it feels like it's trying to be a big show, and I guess it's achieving that. But I don't know whether I like big wrestling. So no, no. I thought the the crowd were good. Um, I thought Big Swole did did a, a superb job, um, particularly during the women's title match uh, of being a mouthy git. Um, I quite enjoyed that. And I, I also quite enjoyed the Butcher and the Blade looking like hipster um, douches uh, standing on the outside. That was quite good. Mm. Um, although Andy Williams did look like he was about 75 years old. Yeah, I mean, he is old. I mean, he is old, but he's not that old. I think he's 68 years old. Right, okay. And it was nice as well that they, they did um, kind of RIPs to uh, Shad Gaspard and um, Hannah Kimura as well. Well, um, I really like that. That's a, that's a classy touch. It's a classy classy touch. touch. Yeah. So, um, we'll be back probably the end of this week. Yeah, we'll some more wrestling. We'll talk we'll about watch. something probably. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to watch some more films. I've the past two nights I've watched Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey, uh, the fantabulous mm. emancipation of one yeah. Harley Quinn. I was I'm a quite, bit Harley Quinned out. I was quite distressed that you rated those two films the same. Well, I mean, I rate them all right, which if people have been following uh, my ratings, uh, that could be anywhere from three out of 10 to seven out of 10. Um, so, you know, I only have three ratings. I have bad, all right, and great. So, mm. um, and they weren't bad or great. I think Suicide Squad was the best. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said the best. A, a mess. No. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best anything. No, um, I mean, it's very long. Again, it was over two hours. But then weirdly, the um, the Birds of Prey film was only an hour and 40 minutes, hour and 45 minutes, and it felt like about eight hours, but not I in a terrible I really enjoy. I really enjoyed that. I saw that. That's the last film I saw at the cinema, I think, yeah. um, before the bad times. Um, bad times. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and uh, watch some more films this year. I haven't really watched films for years, and um, some of you will know that I write for Starburst magazine. And every year at the end of the year, they say, "Oh, send us your top ten films of the year." And every year, I have to send them like the four films that I've watched, um, ranked in order. Um, but this year, I'm gonna try and try and watch every, um, certainly every notable. Um, film of the sci-fi stroke fantasy genre um, so I can I can take part in that at least and there's, there's a lot of cool stuff lined up I think um, as well as some really hokey shit which can often be the best 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you should watch some more films. Yeah. Um, I think you should also go back and watch the films that you didn't ever watch. Because I find... Oh, there's loads of those, mate. I find some of them really embarrassing. But yeah. Name, name a big film. Uh, Jurassic Park. Never seen it. There you go. Um, sad. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> I reckon that's it for us today. I need to go yeah. and make some dinner, I think. Okay. Um, but there you go. Chris grumbles. Alan waxes poetic about <laughs> AEW's big casino showdown show that no, was in a casino yeah. um, in Jacksonville, Florida, which sounds bad to me. Florida, um, Florida's America's wang. That's what I've heard. Um, thanks for listening. Um, get on Facebook, do the Facebook thing, blah, 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 blah. Um, we were only here like a couple of days ago, so I don't need to reiterate everything to you, do I? Um, I love you. Go to bed. We had joy.